0: And one more thing. I have to remember to share my slideshow. Where's the share? Share screen. Okay, I hope. You can see the slideshow. Oh, now I can't. Um, If that's not the case, somebody shout at me. Let me know. Okay. Cool, okay, I guess we're good to go then. Thank you. Om cool. ajnana tamirandhasya jnananjana shalakaya cakshuram militaṁ Tasmay shri gurave namaha Sri Chaitanya manobhishtam stapitanyena bhutale svayam rupakadamihan tathiswapadantikam vanchakalpa tarubhyaschukrupa sandhobya eva cha Patitanam Namo, Oh, look, there's Hari Lila, my old friend. Okay, so um, today we will um, have a, a brief introduction to um, the third of the four Vaishnava Sampradayas, the four schools of bhakti um, as uh, I've styled them. And today the Sampradaya coming, we'll discuss the Sampradaya coming from Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. Um, Okay, now slideshow's not playing. Try that again. Okay, it's supposed to. There we go. So the Lakshmi Sampradaya is um, also generally known as the Sri Sampradaya, probably more widely known as the Sri Sampradaya, perhaps because it's easier to say, I don't know. And also known as the Ramanuja Acharya, because the um, Sampradayas um, may also be referred to um, in terms of their um, primary um, Acharya, kind of foundational, um, more or less modern foundational Acharya. And that Acharya is, of course, Ramanuja Acharya. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about him. Uh, the nice name, Ramanuja. Um, he's the uh, younger brother, he's named after the younger brother of Rama. He um, could also be named after the younger brother of Krishna. No, actually, no, he, he could also be named after the younger brother of Balabhadra, Balaram. So it could be either uh, Lakshman or Krishna, because Krishna can be called uh, Ramanuja as well. He's the uh, younger brother. He was born following Baladev. Um, his Vedanta commentary is, refer- is called the Sri Bhashya. Uh, the Sri Bhashya is something that he composed um, over a number of years after he became um, a priest at the Swami temple in Sri Rangam. And the tattva, the philosophy taught by um, uh, Ramanujacharya and the, uh, all the teachers of, of the Sri Vaishnava, Sampradaya, is called Vishishta Dwaita. I have specific monism. I, I like better. I like qualified monism um, because it's 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 a non dual non dualism, but not the same kind of non dualism that um, we see in the Kevala uh Vada of uh, of uh, Sri Shankara Acharya, and we'll see how that kind of came up and created a little drama early in his life. Um, so this qualified non-dualism. Non-dualism is actually uh, in a sense what we learn from Srimad Bhagavatam of course. Um, We find that especially in the second canto um, over much of the last year here at the temple in Honolulu we've been um, discussing the second canto. We're in the third canto now into the just beginning the sixth chapter of the third canto. But what we find in the second canto, um, the first we 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 remember hearing that the first and second cantos of the Bhagavatam um, are compared to Krishna's um, lotus feet, and so we get the basic um, understanding um, of what of what we're going to learn from the Bhagavatam. What we, you know, what ways. Um, in what ways the Bhagavatam is meant to uh, change our hearts. Um, uh, I was listening to one devotee recently um, recommended to, to me by Padmanabha Maharaj. Um, and I, I just listened to his talk once, I'd probably have to go back and listen again. Um, There's a devotee named Tamal Krishna who uh, uses his civil name, Tim Kenty. Um, publicly. And, <clears throat> excuse me, he made a point that resume, resonated with me particularly strongly. And that is that what we're doing when we're engaging in bhakti, and when when, when we're, especially when we're engaging in hearing harikata, it's not just, you know, kind of uh information collecting it's not like you know we take notes and then we have to study them again in the next 24 hours and kind of like you know fill in the blanks and things like that that we might have missed and and then study it again a week before the final exam or something like that Um, but instead um as tamal uh tamal krishna uh, pointed out the, this is uh, supposed to be an alchemical exercise, a transformative exercise. It's meant to transform our hearts. So what, uh, the ways, the way, some of the ways in which our hearts are meant to be transformed, we see in the second canto, is that there is uh, what, we find, what we find in the first canto, uh, just mentioned, uh, ad, uh, that the Bhagavat teaches um, advaya gyanatattva um, um a uh, uh, an understanding of the oneness of everything um, but it's a dynamic oneness because we see in that same verse tatramnyajmadvaya brahm, Paramat, bhagavaniti. so that oneness um, th- that oneness exists simultaneously with um here we see a very um broad and deep diversity among the different ways of of understanding the absolute uh, the absolute truth Uh, the absolute truth can be seen as brahma the undifferentiated spiritual ness i guess spiritual existence and then paramatma paramatma is the manifestation of the absolute truth for dealing with the material world and and the jivas who are caught um, in the material world and then bhagavan who is krishna himself who also this is a very dynamic thing as we know it's not just krishna or it's not just narayana or not just vishnu but there are so many um, features of the lord so many avatars for this world and so many features um, even in the spiritual world we've got you know at least 24 configurations um, and, and different names for the Lord on different Vaikuntha planets according to where in his four hands he's holding the four symbols the uh, conch, disc, uh, lotus, and club. So the oneness, the, the monism, the non-dualism that's taught by the Bhagavat school and the Sri Vaishnava uh, tradition is very firmly in the Bhagavad school um, is this uh, 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 qualified non-dualism. Um, in other words, it's qualified in a couple of ways. And this thing is, and we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. I wanna go over the, a couple of slides that I <clears throat> that I have for each um, of these sampradayas, this reminder from the Garga Sanghita that these four sampradayas have been manifest um, um, out of the Lord's mercy. And these Acharyas, Vishnu, Swami, Madhva, Ramanuja, and, and Nimbarka appear um, as portions of Vamana, Brahma, Ananta, uh, Anantasesha, and Sana Kumar, respectively. And that they firmly established these four authorized, these four empowered, Spiritual channels of disciplic succession, so that the Lord's teachings can come uh, uh, d- into the material world and and effect, uh, bring about uh, this transformation um, of heart, and that any teaching that has any real value needs to come uh, through one of these disciplic successions, and then again, um, our verses from um, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur Sri Tam Mahatmya, where he explains that he'll, uh, he will draw from each of the Sampradayas two particular uh, qualities, two particular teachings. So he says um, of the Sri Sampradaya, ramanuja hoyte ami duisar ananya bhakti Bhakta janaseva ar. So from Sri Ramanuja, I will accept exclusive devotion. Um, uh, and this we, by this we mean exclusive devotion to uh, Vishnu and, um, and service to the devotees. So um, uh, Vaishnava Seva is a very prominent feature um, of the Sri Sampradaya. And then I have a couple of quotations as I have been doing from Srila Prabhupada. Um, one is from a Bhagavatam lecture uh, in, given in 1976 in Mayapur, where he says, the Ramanuja Sampradaya, they are called Sri Sampradaya. They worship Lakshmi Narayana. Everybody worships the Lord and his potency, spiritual potency. Just like we worship Radha Krishna, similarly, the Ramanuja Sampradaya, they worship Lakshmi Narayana or Sita Ram and, um, and then a quote uh, from um, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Purport. Oh, Cha- uh, Adi Leela chapter seven. Um, this is uh, Lord Chaitanya in five features. Thus Srila Prabhupada says, although the energies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead interact within the cosmic manifestation Each of these energies keeps its separate individual existence, merging in the material or spiritual energies, therefore, does not involve loss of individuality. According according to Sri Ramanujapada's theory of Vishishtha Dvaita, although the energies of the Lord are one, each keeps its individuality, Vaishishtya, and thus the name Vishishtha Dvaitavad. Um, There is that... uh, Qualification, that uh, um, acknowledgement of uh, spiritual qualities um, of the different energies. And um, at the same time as they're um, identified with the Lord. So, as Srila Prabhupada points out in other places, it's actually not so far off from um, Lord Chaitanya's Achintya Bheda Bheda Tattva, which we will discuss. more next week. And then there is one more quotation, this is a little longer one, I've abridged it a little bit. Um, This is a letter to um, the, uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name, his last name was um, Chakravarti, and uh, he he had just published a book that had been written by his father um, about uh, Vishishtadvaitavad. And um, so Srila Prabhupada, and he had had, um, made a gift of that book to Srila Prabhupada. So Srila Prabhupada is writing to acknowledge the gift and uh, express his gratitude. So he says, we Gaudiya Vaishnava follow Sri Ramanuja's philosophy almost in the same manner. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives the identification of Jiva's soul as the eternal servant of Krishna and is situated as the marginal potency um, of the Lord, based on the philosophy of a Chintya Bheda Bheda Tattva. This is almost similar to Vishishta Vad. Vaishnava philosophy is now being pushed all over the world under the Hare Krishna movement. And we feel Sripad Ramanuja, a great support for the Vaishnava philosophical understanding to the Jiva, Brahma identification is one part of a Chintya Bheda Bheda Tattva. As spirit soul or identical Brahma or, or Jiva Brahma, it is identical with the Supreme Brahma or the Param Brahma. In this sense, Jiva soul is Abheda or non different from the Param Brahma. But on account of the Param Brahma being the Supreme, the biggest, The identical brahma or jiva brahma being very minute it is different from the param brahma so we saw this also last week in um in vishnu swami's um uh, presentation of vaishnava teachings that um, the same thing although the jiva is is one in quality with the lord the lord is the complete whole and the jiva is a small part Um, And so that's the distinction. So the distinction in Vishishtha Dvaita is one of quantity rather than quality. They're both Brahma. Because it is approached, because it is appreciated simultaneously, which is very difficult to comprehend by the common man, oh dear. Um, Okay, I'm going the wrong way here. Uh, because it is appreciated simultaneously, which is very difficult to comprehend by the common man, this philosophy is called a chintya beta beta tatva, inconceivable. This is supported by the Kathopanishad: nityo nityanam chaitan as eko bahunam kaman." This is almost similar to the Vishista vad So far, I am personally concerned. Following in the footsteps of my Guru Maharaj, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, we accept the principles of all the Acharyas, although officially we belong to the Madhva Sampradaya. Our Sampradaya is known as the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. We find great shelter at the lotus feet of Sri Ramanuja Acharya because his lotus feet are the strongest fort to combat the Mayavadi philosophy. So we see here, we see here in full display that the broad approach um, of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, especially following uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's uh, Navidviptha Mahatmya, where we see a kinship among all four of these um, schools, Um, of bhakti. Uh, The distinctions are there. But they're they're not like great um, uh, canyons. It's not like there's a grand canyon between. Or um, in in language that I often use when I'm talking about unity in diversity, um, uh, a high wall covered with, uh, topped with um, broken glass and razor wire, um, so that we can never um, mingle with each other. In fact, we'll see, especially next week, how, um, you know, how the uh, Godia Sampradaya is nourished by ideas from all these other Sampradayas. And although, as happens, we saw this in the the other Sampradayas as well, after the foundational Acharya, other um, uh, subgroups developed among, you know, um, uh, in, in those Sampradayas. And we'll see that here with the Sri Sampradaya um, as well. But we see this, this broad-minded, uh, um, a, a very open-hearted approach that Srila Prabhupada, he's, he deals very inclusively with this gentleman, although he Comes um, from a different t- tradition and has a little bit under uh, different understanding um, of the absolute truth. So Srila Prabhupada, you know, wants to um, point out, wants to underscore the um, the uh, similarities uh, between our two schools uh, of bhakti. So their tattvas, as I've said, is vishishtadvetavad, or qualified non-dualism. So essentially, uh, boiled down, what that means is uh, the way that Ramanujacharya presented it um, is that Brahman is the supreme person. We're talking about this non-dual, um, non-dual Substance, as we see it in in the in, you know in Prabhupada's language in the Bhagavatam, um, but I'm not sure substance is, is is I don't know if there is a great word, um, being, entity, the absolute truth, um, and um, as we'll uh, we'll see, um, Ramanuja originally was studying um, uh, the um, Advaita Vada of of um, of Shankaracharya, but he he didn't find it satisfying at all. So there uh, developed a growing tension between him and his guru. And he was trying to explain that, um, you know, that that oneness isn't the whole story, but that Brahman also is personality, and he has qualities such as intelligence, truth, and the infinite. And that that supreme person is, in fact, the source of all good qualities. It's not just that he possesses qualities, but he is actually the source of those qualities. And we, we identify very much with that. Um, you know, so one of the examples we use is the ocean and the drop of ocean water. They're made of the same substance. Um, so this is very much following Ramanuja Ramanuj- Charya's presentation. There, that the um, supreme person and the jivas are made of the same substance. But um, you know, the um, supreme person is the ocean of, of all the qualities that the jivas have. And the jivas are just little um, samples, very small samples. So, although the Supreme and the Jiva are one in quality, they're both Brahman. They're not identical in quantity. The Jiva is a small particle of the Supreme, but the relationship of something like the part of a body to the whole. This is also um, another way that it's discussed um, among Gaudiya Vaishnavas as well as among the Sri Vaishnavas. The um, among his uh, Ramanuja's teachings, among the teachings of the Sri Sampradaya is that all jivas uh, can aspire for moksha and attain moksha. Uh, The Madhva Sampradayas we'll see next week when we wrap up. Um, Madhvacharya taught that there are some souls that are eternally conditioned, and by that means eternally on both ends, Um, and um, others that are eternally liberated. So that's, uh, and, and, and then we'll see how um, uh, the devotees associated with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, diverged from that. Um, but uh, Ramanuja Charja agreed more with, um, uh, uh, with Shankar Acharya that all Jivas um, can attain moksha. So this is uh, an aspiration. Um, that we, um, you know, that, that we may entertain in our lives. Um, and the uh, Sri Sampradaya teaches that w- we can attain moksha through the practices of bhakti. Oh, I should have had a, I don't think I can do it there. Um, the editor just now, the editor in me just now caught the rushed um, in, uh, presenter. Uh, uh, error. Uh, there's no punctuation there. So the, uh, Sri Sampradaya practices, um, Vaiti Bhakti, and as, um, and, uh, more prominently, uh, they see Sharanapati. And we've discussed this before when we examined the, um, six Angas of, of Sharanagati that, um, the, the Sri Vaishnavas, for, for, for one group of the Sri Vaishnavas, um, Sharanapati or Sharanagati is the essence of their practice. And, um, and the predecessor, the, the, um, the teachings of Vishishta Dwaitavad uh, really started to become prominent in about the seventh. Century of the Common Era, um, and became more more recently uh, further developed uh, by Natamuni, um and then by jamuna Charya. And but um, it it was it's something that historically they're able to trace um, a very strong presence at least back to the seventh um, century um, of the Common Era, and um, so you know, even um, you know, by our uh, modern standards, that's uh, you know, that's quite old. Now we saw with the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya uh, that it went back to the, uh, you know the time of Krishna's uh, grandson. So uh, ab- about five thousand years that it could be traced by some accounts, by some traditional accounts, although there were three um Vishnu swamis in 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 that sampradaya and so some people uh, get a little confused by that and um say that it started in the 7th century or it started in the 11th century but here it's it's more recent but still um quite ancient as it as it emerged as this Vishishta advaita um, uh, Vad. okay um, and also, before uh, Jacharya, and this was a huge influence on Sri Vaishnavism, uh, there were these 12 teachers, um, some places, you, when you, when you uh, want to find out about them, generally, you often find they're like 7th and 8th century, but some sources will say that between the 5th and ninth century, there were these um, uh, Twelve uh, mystics, including uh, including a woman, who kind of revitalized, you know, the, te- the Bhakti teachings in the uh, in the Sri Sampradaya and uh, throughout South India, especially in the Tamil speaking region. So the Alvars are kind of antecedents to Niyamunacharya and um, and Ramanuja Acharya as well. And uh, th- theirs was a mystic um, tradition, a mystic approach, and uh, it was very in- uh, intensely um, bhakti-influenced. And um, uh, much of their uh, poetry uh, is still around today. I haven't read a lot. I've read some um, here and there, um, but it's not something that I've had a chance to study yet. Um, although I do have some interest in doing so, only time is separating. Um, so we have our um, modern foundational, more modern foundational Acharya in Ramanuja Acharya. These are two images that you'll see frequently. Uh, on the right is a more modern um, representation of Ramanuja Acharya um, worshiping his uh, Takarji. Uh, Ranganath Swami at the Sri Ranga temple. And this is Lord Vishnu lying on Ananta Shesh being attended by Lakshmi. His feet are being um, massaged by Lakshmi. The um, image on our left is an image of Ramanujacharya that was fashioned immediately after his passing at the uh, place of his interment at the Ranganath Swami temple in Sri Rangam. And he is the only person who's actually interred there at the temple, and just above the place where he was placed in samadhi, they constructed this plaster um, murti um, of Sri Ramanujacharya, and he's, uh, they renew uh, the this image with, uh, I can't remember, something that includes saffron, which accounts for the kind of bronzy color um, of this particular murti, and um, as we can see, he uh, he's very much a traditional um, uh, uh, Vaishnava sannyasi, um, carrying a tridanda, uh, a, a, a staff made out of three rods, symbolizing the sannyasi's dedication of um, kaya, mana, and bhak. Uh, our body, mind, and speech, work, thoughts, and words um, to the service of Lord Vishnu. So he appeared in the early 11th century of the common era. Some most um, will tell you, I think most traditional uh, accounts will say either 1015 or 1017 in a village called Sri Parambudur in Tamil Nadu, which is near the modern uh, Chennai, and he disappeared in 1137. So Ramanuja had a quite a long life, about 120 years. So we can think of him as 11th and 12th century um, Acharya. Uh, Quite a, quite a, a, a long life, and he was able to accomplish a lot in that life. As I mentioned before, he was originally educated in uh, Advaita Vedanta at the ashram of uh, a teacher named Yadava Prakash. And over the course of his studies with Yadava Prakash, his disagreement with Yadava became uh, more and more pronounced. And eventually, uh, at one point, uh, Yadava Prakash Um, uh, cooked up a scheme to kill uh, his student, Ramanuja, who wasn't known as Ramanuja. Um, His name slips my mind at the moment. Um, And he was able to escape that uh, by being warned by another friend um, who had overheard uh, the plot. And Brahmanuja just couldn't accept the idea that the absolute is devoid of qualities, that the jivas are identical in every way with the undifferentiated Brahman, and that um, liberation means becoming um, uh, the the in the whole Brahman. In other words, you know, becoming God, um, as we have the sort our sort of um, um, almost caricatured. Um, Version of the uh, teachings of, of uh, Shankaracharya. Um, he later accepted initiation from a devotee named Mahapurna, who is often accepted as a disciple of Jamuna Acharya. There are different accounts um, of the timeline um, when it comes to. Uh, the appearance of Jumuna Acharya and and Ramanuja acharya. Um, by some of the traditional accounts, some of the traditional um, uh, what would we call the hagiographie's um, religious biographies. Um, there are some accounts that say that Mahapurna came to um, Kanchipur to uh, bring Ramanuja. Uh, to Nyamunacharya to accept initiation from him, but that he had uh, disappeared by the time he got there. And there's this traditional story where um, Ramanuja says um, that uh, uh, because um, uh, Nyamunacharya's left hand is relaxed, but his right, right hand is clenched in a fist. And so um, Ramanuja says that Jamunacharya wants him to do three things. Um, and one was to write a, a, a commentary on the Vedanta Sutra um, and a couple of other things. And as he named each one of them Yamunacharya's through each one of Yamunacharya's fingers relaxed so that um, all his, uh, uh, all his hand was relaxed, um at the end of this, and everyone accepted Ramanujacharya as Nimunacharya's um, natural successor. However, some scholars say that um, Jummuncharya was a couple of generations before um, uh, uh, before Ramanujacharya, and they were they were actually separated by time. and um, that Mahapurna um, initiated, him as a Sri Vaishnava, initiated Ramanuja as a Sri Vaishnava, and um, engaged him as a priest at the uh Rangana Swami temple at Sri Ranga. And uh, that Ramanuja's, although he had already become very popular, even as a student of Yadavar Prakash, which was one of the one of the reasons that you know him he was becoming progressively popular with people. Um, um, particularly over his um, disagreements with Yadavar Prakash um, about uh, the nature of the absolute truth. And um, so anyway, uh, that, uh, um, uh, this, that Mahapurna uh, trained him and um, uh, helped establish him as the uh, uh, main acharya at that time in the Sri Vaishnava line. So he served as a priest there at Sri Rangam, traveled around, he reformed the temple complex in a number of ways there, and uh, established other centers, centers of learning and other Sri Vaishnava temples um, around India. He traveled quite extensively in, in his um, long life and did a lot of teaching. And he also wrote, um, he wrote a number of works. Um, One is his uh, Vedanta Sangraha, which is a summary of the meaning of the Vedas. Of course, his Sri Bhashya, his commentary on the Vedanta Sutra or Brahma Sutra, Um, a work called Vedanta Sara. Sara means um, essence. Um, So this is the essence of Vedanta. Another called Vedanta Deepa shedding light on Vedanta. He wrote a commentary on the Bhagavad Gita called, of course, Gita Bhashya. And he wrote three different um, poems of surrender um, about Sharanagati Sharanagati or Sharanapati. Um, So together they are called Gita Triumph. And they're prose poems. I haven't uh, seen them, although I'm quite curious uh, one was called Sharanagati Gadya, the large poem of surrender, and then Sri Ranga Gadya, a smaller po- poem of surrender to Sri Ranganath, um, the deity he worshipped there in, in uh, Rangakshetra, and then uh, Vaikuntha Gadya, uh, a poem of contemplation on Vaikunta, and then he wrote another book called Mitya, um, and... and uh, I haven't been able to find out if that is indeed uh, the complete um, title of this work, but it was a manual of daily worship, you know. Um, so that would be like Nitya Achar, Nitya Sada Achar. Um, the Sri Vaishnavas are being, um, being Vaithi Bhaktas and whose goal, um, their idea of moksha is, um, attainment of uh, Vaikuntha Loka um, association with Lord Narayan in Vaikuntha Loka. Um, so they're very big on, on ritual. Uh, the Agamas, they're, 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 the uh, Sri Vaishnavas are um, great teachers of the Vaishnava Agamas, all the different um, rituals um, involved in, in, um, in worshiping the Lord. So they're big on, on mantras and mudras and, uh, and um, all sorts of things. Uh, we have a, I have a friend um, who is a disciple of Srila Prabhupada's, but um, who had Srila Prabhupada's suggestion also went to study Vaishnava ritual with the Sri Vaishnavas in, in uh, Rangakshetra and actually took initiation pardon me, took initiation into the Sri Sampradaya, and he's actually um, a teacher of Vaishnava Agamas, um, uh, to uh, devotees, both Gaudiya Vaishnavas and Sri Vaishnavas um, around the world. He's been, do- I guess, doing a lot of teaching, you, you know, online. And uh, his name is Gaurakeshava, and he, sp- he splits his year between um, Maui here in living on Maui here in Hawaii. I think he lives in Kihei and um and Sri Ranga. And uh, he's quite an interesting devotee. Very he's really smart, um, and um, really interesting to get into a debate with. Um, and uh, because he he's he's a, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of of you know, Sri Vaishnava and Godia Vaishnava texts, and he thinks really fast, and uh, it can be quite an experience to get into a discussion with him, um, uh, because he's also a little competitive. He, he's a, a bit of a showman. He's uh, led led deity installations for Godia Vaishnavas um, all over the world, and sometimes they'll be uh, celebrations that go on over many days with all kinds of, uh, of uh, rituals that, that are meant to create very deep scars in, um, in the hearts um, of, of those in attendance. So um, they're very big on ritual, the Sri Vaishnavas. Now, at, since jacharya they have, as I mentioned, developed a couple of different schools of thought. And broadly, they're the Tenkalai and Varakalai, or Southern and Northern, oh, this should be, there's another typo. Um, um, uh, some people refer to this as a schism, um, but it's, it's just how things developed. And they developed very soon after Ramanujacharya's disappearance. So the Tenkalai or Southern is a more Tamil tradition, more bhakti-oriented, whereas the Vadakalai or Northern, oh there boy, typos goes all over the place, is more Sanskritic, more Vedic oriented. Um, so they're very much you know into Vedic style ritual rituals. And each of these approaches they have a different way of seeing the attainment of liberation. The Vatakalai or the Northern um, uh, Sri Vaishnavas being more Sanskritic and more Vedic in orientation, they have have what's called the monkey orientation um, after the way a mother monkey carries the baby monkey. And that is that the baby monkey has to hold on um, so it's very much about, you know, our effort, being able to um, dedicate ourselves to the, to the, you know, engaging in the rituals, and, and uh, it's sort of a salvation by works kind of a thing, I guess, in some sense. Whereas the Tenkalai, or southern, the Tamil, or more bhakti-oriented uh, Sri Vaishnavas, uh, their uh, approach is called the cat approach, after the way the mother cat carries the baby. And that is that the mother does all the work. The, in, the kitten is completely dependent um, on the mother. So we know we've given the example in, in other contexts of how the mother cat carries the baby, uh, uh, the cat carries uh, her kitten as to po- in her mouth, the, as opposed to the way she might carry a mouse in her mouth. Um, and when she carries the kitten, It's, you know, it comes from a place of love, as we say. And um, it's very gentle. And the kitten feels very safe um, in its mother's mouth, whereas the mouse doesn't. So they have this monkey and cat approach. um, And and so in some ways, they're very different. Their telocs, also the teloc marks on their foreheads may also be um, a little different. Still, um, as far as I can understand, um, they respect each other. There's not, I don't think there's the kind of uh, Kurukshetra war mentality between them that we sometimes see among Gaudiya Vaishnavas, although there may be groups you know, that are very um, much set on being the right group. Um, our approach is, is kind of a fusion of the two, as I understand it, uh, that we make an effort to make ourselves available um, for grace when it presents itself. And our exemplar there is Mother Yashoda during the Damodar Leela, where she keeps making her effort and um, she's trying so hard finding so many pieces of rope first around her house and then at her neighbor's house. And goodness knows uh, they're cow people. So everyone has plenty of rope and she keeps attaching more rope and she comes up two fingers too short every time. And we understand from our acharyas that those two fingers stand for effort and grace. So we um, embrace both. Um, We, uh, you know, that we, uh, you know, we would acknowledge both the monkey approach and, and the cat approach. We honor them both. Now, in our day, um, the leader of the Tenkalai Sri Vaishnavas, the southern Sri Vaishnavas, so that would be um, in Sri Lanka, Sri Ranga, in in, uh, Tamil Nadu, um, is um, a gentleman named uh, Chinnagiyar Swami. And he has actually traveled, Um, in the West, I I have friends who've met him. Uh, They met him at the Denver ISKCON Center some years ago at uh, Janmashtami time. And uh, they found him to be quite a learned, um, open-hearted and and, um, uh, learned, uh, open-hearted and warm person. Very, you know, he was very uh, respectful of the, um, the Gaudiya's the way of doing thing, things uh, at the ISKCON temple. Of course, the ISKCON temple in Denver, the, the leadership there is a little broad-minded. My friends, um, Tushta Krishna and his wife, uh, Brinda Sundari are very um, bright, um, energetic, uh, open-hearted, warm, uh, just lovely, um, devotees and uh, uh even I, I was made to feel very welcome when i visited that temple uh, they asked I, I was instructed to give seven classes in a maybe a four-day visit um so uh, it's quite a broad-minded uh, temple and uh, however although um on the day that we observed Janmashtami, to um chin jr swami and and um, his Sri Vaishnava followers from the Denver area came to the Denver Hare Krishna temple and observed gymnastomy there. Their um, date according to their calculations was the following day. And they observed it in, um, uh, in the home of one of the uh, Sri Vaishnava members of the community um, in, in a somewhat different way um, from, from what we're accustomed to. Um, but uh, my friends, um, Indra Nuja and Lalita Saki, who are um, our friends here in our in our Sri, uh, Sri Chaitanya Sangha, um, they found uh, Chindra G.R. Swami to be uh, quite um, uh, a wonderful devotee and. That um, I, I was uh, very happy to hear that because um, one of the um, points that I wanted to make with our presentations is, as I mentioned at the beginning of each of the sessions, is the kinship, the, the sense of identity, at least to some extent, um, among these four schools of bhakti. And um, so um, that is what I had to say. Uh, about the Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya today. Oh, everybody's already unable, already able to unmute themselves. I forgot to, I thought I muted all, but I must have, must have missed that. And uh, I'm going to change my, oh, here we go. Now I can see everybody. Oh, I can see who's here anyway. I get to see um, Martin and Maktabrana's <laughs> pictures. So, um, I don't know if we'll be able to make it happen so that uh, devotees can make some comments or um, uh, ha- uh, ask some questions or something if, uh, if you like. Um, we can do that. Otherwise, um, if the, somehow or other I'm not able to m- make the technology work so that we can do that, uh, questions and, and other further discussion um can oh I never started my video somebody's going to complain to me about that uh, okay um uh, so um anyway we can do it on the oh there's Krishna Chaitanya as well Hari Leela are you going to give me a wave give me a smile She's a little reserved sometimes, so maybe not. Anyway, um, so any further discussion, uh, we'll, also, we'll also be able to have that. Where do we do that in the Tatva Viveka group on Facebook? But some discussion may also come up in, in the Sri Chaitanya Sangha page where, where this will be posted. Close to mute original audio or unmute original audio. I can't remember. Okay, if um, if there's no discussion today, we can adjourn for now. And uh, and I'll see you here again next Tuesday. Thank you all so much for your uh, for your wonderful company, Hare Krishna. Sripad Bhakti ki Gaurabhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Sangra Ki Jai.